get it. Can you hear me if I talk from here? No, yeah, just shut the fuck up. Can you hear me? Yeah, just shut the fuck up. We have another jam-packed show. We are talking the NBA trade deadline acquisitions, Jack Eichel, the Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua fight, and of course, Drew Brees retiring. But first, roll it! Welcome back to the Stibben Zang Show. It is episode 11. Eric, how have you been since last week? Our inaugural episode hit. Yeah. I, I like it. It feels like it feels more professional now. It feels yeah. Like we're working for someone. Like It feels more like we're, we have a purpose now. You know? Yeah. I was actually able to listen to myself on Spotify uh, because I can't watch myself talk. Same, same. I don't like it. But on Spotify... I like it better. You know, hear the voice, don't see the face. You know, I like to watch so. it on YouTube, too, because the graphics now. Yeah, yeah, the nice edits, you know, from Terry Tam. Uh, shout out him. Um, but Eric, um, I had a let's talk about um, an intense week uh, for the both of us. We had uh, a fantasy week. Yeah. Uh, we both came off wins. How did your, how did your week go? Went well. All my, all my players performed. Nathan McKinnon, I didn't play him because we have a lock. Uh, a lock league, so mm. you don't play your players every week. And Nathan McKinn, he was injured at the beginning of the week, so I didn't play him, but I still won. My still goalies won. performed. I had Thatcher, Demko. I had a Samson, all they all performed. So. Yeah, you actually traded me one of your goalies, yeah. Kakin, because I have terrible goalies. I have mm-hmm. Corpusalo and Chris Dreger from the Florida Panthers, so I really needed goalie help. Who did I trade? I gave you Sean Monahan, Sean Monahan, Kuznetsov, Vucnevich. Uh, Vucnevich. Well, and I, I only need two goalies, so it's, it's really no But I really need goalies because my forward of Couturier, Tarasenko, Pasternak, Kane's looking pretty good. $500 outcome if we win, so we'll be looking for you, you've that. You've won that league before. I have, too. rookie of the year. You know, what can I say? The Calder trophies in my the, Yeah, but it's all about the win in my heart, not the money. Yeah. Yeah. But um, let's great. move forward uh, into the show with the NBA trade deadline uh looming at march 25th eric it will go down so we had to um make sure we covered this in this episode because next week we won't be able to and we're basically one after the other going to name players we think are most likely on the move out their way of their team and maybe headed to a championship team so enough said eric let's jump right into it i can go first with my first guy on my list from the Atlanta Hawks, I have John Collins uh, from the Atlanta Hawks. I think he might be going out, uh, reasons being because uh, the Atlanta Hawks acquired Clint Compella last uh, deadline, I think it was. Uh, they got it. They drafted, can you help me out with Nyeka this name? Okongu from Nyeka Okongu. Hills. He played yeah. with LaMelo Ball, if you didn't know that. He's also a big man, and they got Gallinari too. So I think it, it makes John Collins a little bit uh, dispensable and a team looking for a big man, a power forward like that could use a scoring touch. And I don't think the Hawks can retain all those guys. I just don't see fit uh, all those guys on that team. That's fair. Um, I don't think they extended him yet. They have DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. They have a lot of depth yeah. at the, the forward position. So I wouldn't be surprised, but he's very good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's basically a 2010 power forward. Like he's not as that good of a defender, but so that's why, because Trey Young's already not a good defender, so yeah. they might move him because he has a lot of value. He's young too. So yeah, who's uh, who do you have on your list? So 
For my first one, I'll just go with an easy one. Trevor Ariza. This guy gets traded every single trade deadline. Yeah. This guy, he's played for so many teams, so it's probably, I'm just going to throw him in there. It's an easy. Yeah, easy. I got um Josh Hart next. Okay. Uh, I think from the New Orleans Pelicans, Josh Hart is a good defender. He has the size to, to be a good rebounder as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to be a restricted free agent this coming um, season. And so maybe the New Orleans Pelicans – look to move him and try and get some draft compensation or another player for him. He's not having that great season offensively uh, either, but I think teams will be looking more at his size and uh, defense capabilities when they trade for him. He's also a great spot-up shooter, so when he was on Lakers, he was he's yep. always, always been a good shooter, good defender, rebounder. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I, I also have a Pelicans player. Uh, I have J.J. Redick. Oh, yeah. So because mm, they're I don't know if Pelicans are trying to make up. They're making a push for playoffs, but they might trade him. He has value if they want to rebuild. They'll probably JJ Redick has value. A lot of contenders want JJ Redick. So I have JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, my third guy, Terrence Ross from the Orlando Magic. You know, you gotta you gotta represent the uh, the favorite team. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Ross having a great season off the bench. He's dropping fifteen and a half points per game. Um, he's since they acquired him, he's shot 36% from three, but he's also taken a lot of tough shots uh, in his career in Orlando. If you watched any of his games, but he's a guy that can add some scoring depth on a championship team. So I think uh, he could be a guy on the move. Sad to see though. Terrence Ross, one of my favorite players and Gabe's favorite players. Gabe's, that's, I, I know so much about Terrence Ross just because yeah. of Gabe. That's all, he has a Terrence Ross jersey. Yeah. So he loves Terrence Ross. He's probably third and sixth man of the year contention mm-hmm. right now behind Chris Boucher and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So he's, he's a very good sixth man of the year. He could help a championship team. Well, probably not champ, but he can help a contender for sure. Yeah. So uh, for me, I actually just put Orlando magic. So half the, yeah, year, I mean, there are a lot of guys who could be on the move yeah. for the Orlando so, magic. Even like Mo Bamba, Vucevic can get traded. Yeah. Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon can get, get traded. Terrence yeah. Ross. Cause I feel like they, they they should find their core players and build around. So I think Markel Fultz is a core player. Yep. Uh, I think Jonathan Isaac is a core player. Cole Anthony. And uh, Cole Anthony. Yeah. Markel, because Markel He's Fultz, been playing big minutes. Yeah, because Markel Fultz, before he got injured, Orlando was off to a hot start. Yeah. And then he got injured. Cole Anthony is not, not bad, but I've never really liked I don't think Cole he'll Anthony. be on the move, though. They just drafted him. Who? Oh, Cole Anthony? No, he's not getting traded. Yeah, no. No, no. But... Other than that, I feel like anyone else is kind of expandable. Mo Bamba has, hasn't shown anything. Yeah, speaking of which, my next guy is in Orlando Magic. It's Ken Birch. Uh, Ken Birch is yeah. probably one of the most reliable big men off the mm-hmm. bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, though, uh, he, he's, he's a great screen setter. He's, a, he's an offensive rebounder. He's a, he's a rim protector. He's like anything you need, uh, anything you want in a, in a, in a big man defender uh, and a championship team that could use size um, uh, or, looking, or maybe a team that's looking for a push. Maybe the Toronto Raptors lacking size and, exactly. and rim protection. They go out and get a guy if they're serious about a push like this. Exactly. So, okay. Good player. Um, I'm going to go back to the New Orleans Pelicans. I have another player from New Orleans. I actually have... Eric Bledstow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lonzo Ball has been playing really well. I think he's going to retain his position at the, the point guard. I know Eric Bledsoe is kind of a point guard. Like, he's a guard. Talk closer guard. to your mic. Oh. I think people, yeah. You're like, my bad, my bad, yo. <laughs> you're um, fading out. <laughs> but uh, Eric Bledsoe, I think he's going to get traded. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they also want to play Nikhil Alexander Walker, who's and they they drafted another rookie this season who's a point guard, so they want to play those players. So and Eric Bledsoe has some value, so I think they're going to trade yeah. Eric Bledsoe. Um, my next guy from the Houston Rockets is Eric Gordon. Um, Eric Gordon has had quite the good year. He's been getting to the free throw line a lot. Um, obviously, he, he's a great spot up three point shooter. He's a uh, Scoring 17.8 points per game. Um, I don't know what his contract is looking like, but uh, with a team like the Houston Rockets and the direction they're headed in a rebuild, it looks like uh, guys like you know Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo maybe mm-hmm. could be John on their Wall, way out. Maybe. John Wall, they could just totally blow this thing up. So I think Houston Rockets look for that. Yeah, so I also have Eric Gordon. Um, he's he's a, one of the best three-point shooters. Yeah. Like, like probably this year, like just in general, he's always been very consistent. He's clutch too. I've seen him hit some big shots. Uh, he, wait, I think he was a third overall pick by the Clippers a couple like yeah. a long time ago. But still, like, and what kind of team a- doesn't want perimeter shooting unless yeah. you're named yeah. the Brooklyn Nets? Like we all know the Brooklyn Nets are probably the only team in the East that are fine with perimeter shooting. They're good. They're on a lock, and they're probably looking for a power forward or a big man. But any other team could use a guy like. Um, Eric Gordon in the East or even in the West. Yeah. So, and also just to bounce off that, we both have PJ Tucker on there too. Yes. Uh, PJ Tucker, uh, very good defender. He, he is. He plays power forward slash center. He is kind of. He's like six four, six five, which is yeah. kind of tough. He could play the four or five though. Versatile exactly. guy. But do you remember uh, when in the playoff series against Anthony Davis, he held his own. He played, yeah, he did. Played, I was very, surprised. Yeah. I was. I thought Anthony Davis was actually just going to drop 50 every night against the Houston Rockets. But um, no, he actually uh, held his own. And he's also on an $8 million contract. So he's a cheap player. and he's a good uh, veteran, good defender. Yeah. And he also and, wants to be moved. He wants out of Houston. And a player like that has to be on a contender. You can't have this guy on a yeah. but like, you need him on a contender because that's mm-hmm. how much he's worth. Um, my next player from the Toronto Raptors or the Miami Raptors uh, from uh, – because they're in Florida, Eric. Come on, they're okay, playing. Yeah. In, they're playing yeah, in Florida. Yeah. It's a little joke. Oh, Jesus, it's Tampa, it's Tampa. Tampa. Okay, Tampa Raptors. Oh yeah, Miami Tampa. Yeah, you're right. Tampa Raptors. Yeah. Is that why you were shocked? Because I didn't say Tampa. No, because I was like Miami Raptors. Miami. I was like, I was like, just didn't know they were in Florida or the state of Florida. Yeah. Well, anyway, from the Toronto Raptors, Norman Powell. Um, this is a guy who's steadily becoming an. Uh, one of the probably not most underrated, but he is definitely an underrated scorer that's flying oh, under the sure, radar sure. right now in the NBA. He's uh, averaging 18.4 points per game, but since what the beginning of 2019, 2020 yeah, up like, until the like All-Star game, points, huh? he's averaging like 20 something points or oh, 20. I think it's 20 on the dot, mm-hmm. but uh, he adds a scoring punch that can come off the bench for any team. And that could probably start a run for you if you're down or can sway a playoff game. Like we've seen he done, uh, he's done for the Toronto Raptors. He's also going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And he's most likely going to decline his contract with the uh, Toronto Raptors. And he's going to want some big moolah. And I don't know if the Raptors are going to pay him that much. So maybe they send him out. Like how much would you pay someone like Norman Powell? I'm thinking like 18, 19. Yeah. Something like that. Well, how much does Fred again make? 20 some 20 to 30 i forgot what it like yeah 25 so I yeah probably normal probably make like 18 to 20 million i'd, I'd yeah. say if he's if he's playing like this definitely he's a very good player and the playoffs are relying on him in the clutch a lot mm-hmm. so i think he's a great player and this is of um, course if the toronto raptors are serious about making a push or not 
because people say they they're making a push others say like Kyle Lowry we know most likely won't get traded some people have confirmed that uh so it's all about it's up to the Raptors on the decision they plan on going with moving forward yeah so another player I have is just gonna throw who am I the Marcus Aldridge yeah Uh, he he had Popovich said he hasn't been playing well He's just standing out because we're looking to either, I think, buy him out or trade him. I'm not sure about that. But so he's going to get moved most likely mm-hmm. at, at the deadline. Yeah. And he, he's a he's a very good power forward. Yeah. He has like, what, seven time all like great, great, yeah. uh, one of, like great power forward. So. He seems to have lost his touch. But if he's on a, a contending team, I think he could uh he could find that spark again. I want to see him win a championship, too. So. Yeah. So uh, with my next guy, I got George Hill. This is not new for George Hill. He's a yeah. trade deadline yeah, always gets slut. Traded. I mean, like he, he <laughs> loves <laughs> – he's a trade deadline slut, as I call him, because he's just oh. always on the move uh, to different teams when it comes to trade deadline. Obviously, for, no, uh, for apparent reasons, he's a great um, versatile D-man. He plays great defense. Mm-hmm. He has a cheap contract. He's on a $9.6 million contract, which is very team-friendly. Um, obviously – Teams won't trade for scoring, mostly his defense, and he's great at it. So look for George Hill to be out of OKC on his way to a contender. Yeah. As a Jazz fan, I've always – because he played for us for one yeah. season, had a great season. And then most people probably know George Hill from that missed shot, and then Jarris may have got the yeah. rebound. <laughs> so, But he's a very good vet. So, yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Um, I have JaVale McGee. Me too, yeah. Which Yeah, we both have JaVale McGee. Uh, he's on, right now he's on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of centers. You have Jared Allen, who's been playing incredible. Yeah. And I believe he's probably the, the center of their future. So um, in there, I'll, I'll also throw Andre Drummond, who I think is going to get traded too. Yeah, uh, the, Andre Drummond, he, he's been sitting out. He hasn't been playing. So the I tough thing about it. Andre Drummond is his contract, right? Exactly. What is he making, like $27 million or something like that? Um, yeah. Something. And the thing about the NBA, people don't know you have to match salary when you make trades. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that Andre Drummond is a hard guy, a hard contract to move. Um, I would be surprised if he got traded. That's more of like a summer deal, I feel. Yeah, but they might buy him out, maybe. But maybe know. buy him out. But JaVale McGee, yeah, he's been doing some really good stuff with the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, but if he were to get traded to a contender, I think he'd, he'd turn more into that player he was on the Lakers, where he was a, a shot blocker, a screen setter, exactly. uh, a lob. He's great at getting lobs and, and dunking those, but he's also on a very team-friendly contract as well, $4.2 million. So, you know, any team could just go out and get that. Cleveland probably won't ask for much at all, mm-hmm. and so he could be on his way out as well. And he has the rings to back it up too. I think he yeah. has two rings right now, one with Golden State, one with Lakers, so... I think my next guy was PJ Tucker. You mentioned him, smart defender. But my last guy uh, from the Detroit Pistons is DeLon Wright, former Toronto Raptors. Uh, many people might know. Um, DeLon Wright's very much a reliable bench player. He's the type of guy that, sorry, that we saw with the Detroit Pistons. He's a guy that can go out and maybe start a run for your team, that can sway a playoff game, sort of, sort of like that play, uh, Norman Powell. Obviously, not the score Norman Powell is right now but still a guy who can who can get the offense moving if you're down sure. and you need a little spark or something. Wow. That's a good is that, is that up for your list? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I have a last player. I have Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young, yeah. I have Thaddeus Young in fantasy. He's been killing it for me. Like, oh, I love <laughs> crazy pick. He's been killing it. Yeah. Uh, he's been he's, he's a center slash power forward, begin rebounds, assists. He can score, very good defender, and very good vet. And I think the Bulls team – they have a they have a lot at the four and five position. 
and they should trade him because he has a lot of value right now. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see March 25th. Um, you know, I'd be happy if I go four for 10, 40%. Well, four for it, 10 on this you list. Know what? It's, it's not really like a prediction. It's more of a... Yeah, who, most likely to go. I'm not saying where he's going to get traded, but I'm saying they're going to get traded or not. And all those 10 players, if I can go four for 10, 40%, or maybe five for them, 50%. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's move away from the NBA, Eric, as we go to the NHL, where the Buffalo Sabres, maybe the most uh, horrific ran organization in the NHL, oh, of all time, um, <laughs> who all time, uh, all time. haven't made the playoffs since we were born, Eric. Yeah. Uh, um, Jack Eichel, their young phenom superstar has had a neck injury or some neck tweak, and he's seen a specialist, and he will be out for the foreseeable future. However, there's been speculation that Jack Eichel could be on his way out of Buffalo amid frustrations of the team's lack of success. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been teams like the New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, the Kings, who have been linked to the name. Um, and it's just a matter of, for me personally, it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when Jack Eichel will be out mm-hmm. on his way. Um Obviously, a move like this with this much money involved because he makes, what, $10 million a year. Probably not going to see it to trade deadline. Most definitely not, uh, in my opinion. This is a deal that's most likely going to take place in the summer. Um, but, Eric, this is this is not looking good for the Sabres at all. It's, it's never been looking good for the Sabres. <laughs> like, Any never player been. that's ever went to Buffalo, like even like back in the like, Jason Pollenville, yeah. Thomas Vanek, Molson, like, Matt Molson, Ro- yeah. Yeah. Ryan Miller. Remember those days? Ryan, yeah. They, they didn't even make the playoff back no. then. Like, when was the last time they made the playoffs? I don't know. Everyone, everyone, I feel like we're the only people that know, don't know this. It's because, like, we were born and they weren't making the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, we I, didn't I do still, the research, but there's a, a year. Exactly. I mean, I could I could Google it, yeah, but. Google, but because one of our good friends was a Buffalo fan when we were younger. Yeah. We were younger. And. They didn't. They weren't even making playoffs back then, and they haven't made it since. It looked like they were about to start making it. They got Taylor Hall. They drafted. They they drafted Russell Line. Drafted Russ was Dallin. They got. Um, remember that season? They got like uh, Hutton, and they're they're they had Allmark. They're starting to look good. They, I think they signed Skinner. Yeah. Oh yeah, Skinner nine million dollars. Yeah, he's he, he's terrible. not even good enough to be their fourth line winger. But the last time the Buffalo Sabers made it. To the conference final and the playoffs, it was actually 2006, 2007 oh season. Um, How, we were like five. So we were five <laughs> years old, uh, wow. not, not watching hockey, had no clue. After that, Sabres have not made it since. And Eric, this is, uh, this is not, you know, a guy like Jack Eichel. Oh, yeah. If he were to leave, would a guy like Taylor Hall resign with the team, you know? Taylor Hall, no, I, which was hilarious Taylor. because when Taylor Hall free agency, um, uh, that you know movement was going on, mm-hmm. and he said he wanted to go to a win, uh, a winner. He wanted to win. I said, okay, that makes sense. You know, didn't come to Montreal. Uh, but the funniest part is when he signed with the Buffalo Sabers. I kind of laughed. I chuckled. I laughed at, in his <laughs> face. I yeah. was looking at my phone. I was laughing in his face because he said, "I signed to come to Buffalo to win," and I thought to myself, you know. Buffalo Sabres, even with Taylor and Jack Eichel, aren't going to make the playoffs. But did I think that they were going to come dead last in their division? Not come dead last, but they are dead last right now in their division. No, I didn't think that. And and it's just it's just the the, the storyline of the Buffalo Sabres. You know, yeah. dead last in their division. They signed Taylor Hall to eight million dollars for one year, and Jack Eichel now injured, who's pissed as hell and probably wants to get traded. It, it, it's just it, 
this organization, they need, you know what they need, Eric, they need a president of hockey operations because they're going through GMs like, like it's a one night stand or something, right? (laughs) It's just every year, new GM, new GM. You need a guy, president of hockey operations who can, you know, guide the new GM coming in every year because these GMs, they need to be familiar with the team, the players. And that's what a hockey, a president of hockey operations can, can provide for them. And I think they really should uh, look into that because, um, ah, man, it's just the the track record of the Buffalo Sabres is horrendous. They're a good team. If you look on paper, on paper. They're, a team. they're a really good team. They have great defend defensemen. They have good forward, and like they sh- they shouldn't be last. I think it's more the goaltending. They've never figured that out yet. Yeah, they figured that I mean, out. They haven't a had a reliable goaltender um, since Ryan Miller. Probably. But still, like the 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 team's like their bottom six hasn't hasn't looked great. And I think uh, what Taylor Hall was thinking about when he signed with them, he wanted to do what he did in New Jersey: go to the team, try probably make the first round. And then, and, and then after sign a big contract after that because he's going to put up points. Yeah, and listen, Taylor Hall's not having a great season. Neither is Jack Eichel. Yeah. And so uh, that's going to hinder in his free agency. I mean, he's still going to get sure. the money. Um, but teams might be a little skeptical on the years they want to sign him for. And do you th- does this mean that if Jack Eichel gets traded and if Taylor Hall is on his way out, that most likely means that the Buffalo Sabres are going to be heading into a second rebuild? <laughs> during their first rebuild yeah. i don't know how to say it but are the buffalo sabers in a rebuild currently i mean they not really not not their mindset but it seems like that because the team sucks mm-hmm. right now jeff skinner's on a nine million dollar contract can't even crack the fourth line mm-hmm. and the team's just not succeeding i think the buffalo sabers should blow it up they need to blow it up yeah. they need to blow it up i mean they have no goaltending because I mean, yeah, Jack Eichel is a franchise player, so you can't deny that. But he's not getting yes. any younger either. So, but he's like, he's not, he's no Connor McDavid, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a guy. Um, Jack Eichel probably needs, you know, he was playing with Sam Reinhart. He played with Jeff Skinner's yeah. first season. He needs some line mates with him, right? Connor sure. McDavid, you know, he he's like a Crosby. He can make guys on. You can throw up guys on his line from the minors or maybe. You know, like a Kale or Yamamoto, you know, who who does yeah. nothing when he's on the third line, but absolutely destroys <laughs> when he's playing with McDavid or Drysaitel. Exactly. But Jack Eichel, I don't know. Do you think he's going to get traded? I don't think they're going to trade him. No. He, his contract's so big. There's still a lot of years left on his. Contract. But if it, if it were to come at the end of the season, do you think like draft? No. I don't. I don't think Buffalo's thinking about trading him at all. No, unless, obviously. Unless he's like. Oh, but it's wow. not up to Buffalo. Oh, I mean, it is up to Buffalo. But if Jack Eichel just comes out and says he wants to be traded and he's pissed yeah. off, then they he, have to move he, him. If he's like, he's, if he's like, oh, I'm which I think out. he kind of is feeling. He just doesn't want to go. Out. He doesn't want to publicly say it. I think he's going to get traded. I think this summer Jack Eichel's gone. So you think so? I, I think so. I, I wouldn't put money on that. I mean, I don't like. Does Jack Eichel like where the team's headed? No. I mean, even if Taylor Hall decide, decides to resign for some. Fucking crazy <laughs> no reason. No he decides to come back to that garbage of an organization, and I don't know if there's any Saber fans listening. It's all like, even they could attest to how oh, bad their organization has been. No Sabers like, fan. <laughs> no one's a Sabers fan. There no. They don't exist. No, they, they've gone. It's all extinct. you know those cutouts that teams have been doing. That's what you've been seeing all these years. Exactly, just yeah. with the technology, they're making yeah. them look CGI. But it's actually just been cardboard cutouts this whole time in the stadiums, even before the pandemic. 
That's why they, um, they like the, this no fan thing. It, yeah, because it's just at home with them. <laughs> exactly. You know, with the crowd noises. That's what they've been doing for years. Yeah. Do you remember when Austin <laughs> Matthews scored that goal in Buffalo? Yeah. And then it was only Toronto fans that were cheering. Yeah, only Toronto, Toronto fans. Yeah. Because so. takers were probably cheap and Buffalo Sabres fans don't exist. It was literally a stadium filled with Toronto Maple Leafs. I think those Leafs fans have been forced to not say anything about the stadium. Yeah. Like they they they're not able to go out and say yeah there's been cardboard cutouts near us. Yeah. Like our friend who's a Buffalo fan, literally for life, just yeah he doesn't watch hockey yeah. anymore because the Buffalo like just yeah. disappeared. <laughs> Obviously, if you thought we were telling the truth, then you should probably you know turn the TV off and forget sports in your career. Obviously, yeah. it's, it's not the thing for you if you actually believe there are cutouts. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have to explain that. <laughs> I don't know. Some people might believe it, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like gets you got to think of the, got to think of the, uh, the, the organization and their fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buffalo in New York. I mean, you got the Rangers. People don't know Buffalo's in New York. I didn't even know when I was a kid. Buffalo. I had to Google where <laughs> Buffalo was. You know, it's in New York with the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a forgotten team. They suck. <laughs> and I'm glad they suck. I'm glad Taylor Hall sucks right now because he doesn't want to come to Montreal. Listen, great that Taylor Hall didn't come to Montreal because I wouldn't give him $8 million to play like that. Okay, I'd give, what Taylor I think, Hall's worth $8 million for sure. Sure, but not for seven, eight years, not for six years. I wouldn't sign him to a seven-year deal, $8 million. Like, if you look back on the Adam Larson-Taylor Hall trade, it was not looking that bad it. right now. It, it, it I didn't mean, really look that bad. And, uh, Edmonton very good Oilers have solidified their back end. Mm-hmm. Adam Larson is transitioning into that defender first type player now. They have their scores. So I don't know. Taylor Hall's kind of shifting team to team. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like that PK Subban, Shea Weber. People thought exactly. Montreal lost that trade. But hey, look, PK Subban has also been on a one night stand with many teams. Yeah. And so, ah, hilarious. Like you Taylor haven't really Hall. heard about PK Subban either. Like, Oh, he's on New Jersey, but you don't hear... Because his numbers are declining, too. For sure. Because he also plays in New Jersey, for Christ's yeah, sakes. No. <laughs> New Jersey. I mean, great. They won the cup uh, with Martin, Martin Brodeur last time, but, like, God. New Jersey. Well, playing oh. in New Jersey. Living no, in New, New Jersey. Jersey. I've always liked New Jersey. Zach Parise, remember? Yeah, Adam yeah, Henry, but I'm not living Paul in New Paul Jersey. Okay, I'd rather live in Manhattan and fucking take the long way to the stadium, you know? Yeah. There's no way their players are living in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> they got you know. No, okay, I'm joking, but yeah, Taylor we're hosting a lot of franchises here, a lot of fan bases. Yeah. Well, you know, tough shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a Detroit fan, so I can't say too much. We're we're, we're yeah. shit right now, so we've been shit. But, but um yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say about this joke of like Taylor Hall. <laughs> I don't think he's going to resign a Jack Eichel. If Jack Eichel is, he's not resigned. He is gone. And then Buffalo will be in its second rebuild with Jeff Skinner on the books for $9 million. So enjoy that, Sabres fan, because that's what's coming. Let's move uh, what's just been announced, Eric, in boxing world. Uh, a big fight, a two-day, or not two-day, a two-fight contract between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury has been signed. Obviously, Anthony Joshua, 24-1, and and Tyson Fury undefeated with one tie 31 uh oh and one base or 30 oh and one basically and um they've signed a two-fight contract eric who do you like in this fight i'll be honest i know tyson fury is probably the favorite if i were to bet on this fight 
I would bet on Anthony Joshua because I think this fight is 50-50. Mm-hmm. And they both, but if I were to bet, I'd bet on Anthony Joshua and I have no idea who's going to win this fight, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Anthony Joshua just coming off a knockout win versus Kubrat Pulev. And Fury hasn't fought since he ended his trilogy with Deontay Wilder. I'm with you, Eric. Not, not, not trilogy. Was it he not a trilogy? No, he fought twice. First fight was a tie and then the second one, Fury won. Okay. All right. Well, I read some more trilogy. Anyway, he's coming off that win against Deontay Wilder. And I'm with you, Eric. I like Anthony Joshua. I think, you know, whoever wins this fight will be regarded as one of the best heavyweights mm-hmm. to ever uh, play the game. But Anthony Joshua, man, he, he wait, lands wait, some. Time out, time out, time out. Not of all time. Like, <laughs> there's still Muhammad Ali. Like, no, no, no. Ty- I, know. Like, no I know that. I'm Mike saying. Tyson. Not, I'm sorry. I meant like right now, currently. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah. it should still be in the uh, the conversation. I mean, yeah, Tyson Fury sure. has a nice 31. He's never lost, right? Never lost. And um, his story's great. Yeah, great story. And 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 you know his weight loss and everything, and to to come out and and beat Wilder, who was also at the time one of the best heavyweights. Oh, um, scary. But he out, you know, he was throwing punches like. Yeah. Like you're like someone had to teach him how to actually throw a punch properly, but he he's a strong guy. But I like Anthony Joshua in this fight as well. Anthony Joshua, who you know, I'll be honest, I saw this guy on the Conan O'Brien show. He okay, punched yeah. he punched that uh you know that machine there where you yeah. press and the back comes out. Well, he he had a big number, so <laughs> probably his punch means a lot. And he also looks like a Greek statue too. He does. Bro. He looks like he yeah. if he was in those robes and stuff. I mean, he'd be oh, looking yeah. like a Greek god. I mean, exactly. the guy's built like a unit. Oh, that's what I meant. Greek going Furry, yeah. Furry looks like you know he just comes. Out, he comes into the ring after eating like yeah. eating a pregame snack or something. Exactly. You know, no offense. But re- remember when we were watching that fight, Deontay against Tyson Fury? Yeah, I was hyping Deontay Wilder up. You were, and then, and then he just lost. Like, yeah, it was so confusing. The Metal Knight. It was the armor, Eric. What could you say? Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, it was, you know, you can't be walking in the stadium with uh, eighty pound armor. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I was no. the Anthony and Joshua walk in with that, and then win. yeah, and then winning, and yeah. then just Deontay Wilder's career is over. But oh, that's <laughs> oh, that's oh, I'm so excited. This that's gonna be some good fight. I, I'm glad they signed a two fight contract, yeah. not just one, because if someone wins, there's gonna be a rebuttal, and if there's a rebuttal and it's a one to one tie, you know what that means? Third fight. Exactly. So that's always great for the boxing world uh, when we see two of the best in their division right now go head to head. Who will you take in this fight, though, if you have to put money on it? I don't, I don't want to say any names right now. I'm not you don't want to say too names. early? No, too early. I got to think about it. It came out today. I haven't really thought about it. I, I, I don't want this clip to come back and haunt me. Mm. So I'm just going to say if I were to bet, I'd bet on Anthony Joshua because I know he's going to be the underdog. But I'm not. Which I'm, is weird, though. I mean, Anthony Joshua is a guy who seems like after that, you know, obviously lost to Andy, Andy Ruiz, Ruiz. <laughs> completely had a, but then the next time they thought he absolutely obliterated him, yeah. he just, you know, beat Andy Ruiz, so Ruiz he just down. Showed, yeah, he showed it was a fluke, but yeah, still. so probably a fluke, um, but still, it seems like if Anthony Joshua, you know, if you get, if you, you know, if you get on him early in the rounds and, you know, you destroy his confidence, it seems like that's the thing that hinders with him mm-hmm. potentially. But obviously, that was a, a guy like Andy Ruiz, who had, you know, who was the complete underdog of all underdogs, and nobody had him winning, and he oh, yeah. won. Probably, definitely not the same with Tyson Fury. 
who everyone knows uh, what he's capable of doing. Obviously, 31, you know, undefeated, beat Deontay Wilder. Mm. And he, he also has – he packs a big punch too. They both pack big punches, obviously heavyweight. And just – yeah, I'm excited to see be a big they're boy both, fight. They're both very technically sound. Uh, they're both very because Deontay Wilder. This, um, he, I think it took him like uh, he just got into boxing like at a very like he wasn't young when he got into boxing at all. Yeah, because you could, Wilder, you could tell the way he yeah, fights. He, he needed he someone to. He's very flagrant, very all over the place. Exactly. But if he lands one on you, you're knocked out. Oh yeah, you're knocked out. That's what happened to Tyson Fury yeah. in the first fight. Yeah, but. Tyson Fury, he has heart too. So yeah. I don't think Tyson Fury would. Give he up. got knocked his ass down, oh, and yeah. he was he he just came back up. You know, he was just stood back up like yeah. uh, like the Undertaker or something, or yeah, just came back from the dead. Like that shocked that people shocked yeah. Deontay Wilder. Yeah. He even said himself he thought it was over too. But he, you know, he does have heart, Tyson Fury, for sure. And he's gonna be a fan favorite going into this one, for uh, for sure. considering. So who do you have in this fight? fight? Um. Man, I'd like to think I like Anthony Joshua a lot. Um, I think he's a great fighter. It's just, oh man, Tyson Fury is just—he's so unpredictable, so unpredictable. I mean, he can come out and just totally dominate. And and but um, I'm gonna go early prediction. I'm gonna go with Anthony Joshua on this one. I'm gonna go with Anthony Joshua. I like still change your prediction. I mean, maybe it'll get changed. I don't know, depending on the mood I'm feeling that day. Yeah, exactly. Um. Because that's how I usually go with my choices. All about the mood, Eric. For you just sure, gotta go with the gut. You know, yeah, literally, whatever the gut's telling you. Don't even like, look. It's not about stats, man. It's the gut. Exactly. Gotta listen to the gut. Like you're in a test and you're not sure. You go A, B, C, or D. You, you go, go C. You go. You go C, C, C. Oh, yeah. Because you know one of them's got to be right, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know C, C, C. But then yeah. sometimes you go, you're, oh, too many B's. I yeah. just circle too many. <laughs> then you know something's wrong. Yeah. Maybe you do like an A B C D, you know, like a, sure. a diagonal down the line, yeah. one two three A B C D. Exactly. Or maybe you just circle them all, and then just you know F to the teacher, F U to the yeah. teacher. Just you know, I, I got the right answer. You know what can you do? I got the right answer. Yeah. But that will be interesting to watch. We will definitely be covering that when it comes when we have an actual date to the fight. Mm-hmm. But let's move on, Eric. Uh, unfortunate news. Not unfortunate news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Sad news for some people in the NFL. Uh, One of the all-time greats, Drew Brees, has officially announced his retirement. That cute little videos kids posted, you know, uh, tried to uh, try to get into the hearts of Saints fans. Some people are mad that he's retiring, you know, because they want to go another year with Drew Brees. But I think most of people like us are glad that he retired. Unfortunate the way he he went out losing to Brady in the the, uh, in that game. Uh, but you could clearly tell that he was, you know, that final look he gave to the stadium, the fact that he stayed on the field throwing, uh, talking to Brady, and Brady was playing catch with his kids. Probably wanted to get a little, you know, action in there with uh, Drew Brees' kids. Okay, you never you gotta know. Chill with that. <laughs> you gotta watch Tom Brady, man. Um, that backfired on you hard, though. Yeah. So what? He still kisses his children. He still <laughs> makes out with his kids. You can't tell me that. Okay. But yeah, Drew Brees. A 2009 Super Bowl winner and MVP, a two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year. 13 times he's made it to the Pro Bowl, and he's led the NFL seven times in NFL passing yards. Um, he hit, passed the 5,000 yards five times in his career. He, Yeah, pause, 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 pause. <laughs> Is your phone ringing yeah, during the show? Bad. Yeah, my bad. 
Did you really just interrupt me while I was talking about Drew Brees? Did you interrupt me? Did you did you seriously put your phone buzzer on? Are you kidding me? That's on me. Talk about professionalism, people. That's please. on me. <laughs> yeah. right, you want to edit this out? Right. Edit it. No, no, no. Keep it in. Keep it in. What? Oh, keep sh- this in. Right, Terry, right, keep okay. that in. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Okay. God. That's on me, your mama. Maybe we should put out a you know new co-host wanted level letter. No, hey, no, no. go for it. Go for it. Yeah, hey, go for it. Go for it. Shut up. <laughs> Where was I, Eric? Where was Drew I? Brees. We still talking about the Deontay Wilder fight? No. <laughs> no Drew Brees. Drew Brees. What was I saying? 5,000 yards, five times. He has uh, consistently thrown 4,000 yards. And obviously, the last season, he missed out. Uh, that was the last time since 2005 he didn't throw 4,000 yards. Obviously, Drew Brees, as we know, a competitor, Eric. Mm-hmm. Many of his teammates would say uh, one of the most accurate passers in NFL history. Yeah. To, you know, didn't sure. really have a strong arm, but it's the fact that the ball got to where it was supposed to go and where mm-hmm. he wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, the real question is, Eric, where does Drew Brees rank all time on the greatest QBs list? That's the real question. People, yeah. you know, he could be anywhere. I could start it off because you probably don't have a goddamn list. <laughs> I'm not organized like that. No, in your organization. But this is my QB list. Um, obviously, I have the... Uh, the kid smoocher, Tom Brady, got to give it to him. Tom Brady, I mean, he's got to be the best of all time uh, just based off what he did and cemented that with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, what he just did with them. I have Peyton Manning second uh, because Peyton Manning had probably changed the game, changed the position of the QB uh, when he was able to just counter plays right there on the line of scrimmage. He read the uh, defense and just countered it right there, and they didn't. They had no clue. They were shitting their pants, and he was very successful doing that. And now you see guys like Cam Newton doing it, or he did it with Carolina. But he changed the position uh, from that point on. I have Joe Montana third from the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just what he did with the 49ers. Uh, also, like Drew Brees, he's a big stats guy. Yeah. Threw a lot of yards. Fourth, I have Dan Marino, Miami Dolphins. Okay. He, he's not much of a winner, Eric. But yeah. if you want to talk about explosive you know, Patrick Mahomes S type. Dan Marino was that type of player. He's uh, also an Ace then. Ventura, so that's bonus. That, that's true. He was an Ace Ventura. I mean, just the things he could do. He's just such a such a great QB. Um, and then fifth, I have Drew Brees. Okay. I mean, other people in the game, you know, probably have guys like maybe like Otto Graham, but you know, Eric, I didn't watch football in the fifties yeah. and forties. That's all I was about to say. Like, let, let's let's exclude everyone before. Yeah, because like, I didn't watch. I didn't also. I also didn't watch Dan Marino, but I, I've watched his clips and stuff and his highlights, and I've known about his career. Um, and same as Joe Montana, we weren't obviously alive to watch them. I've watched. I was lucky enough to watch Payne Manning. Tom Brady will be like Eric. Mm-hmm. That like imagine that kids growing up past that and not being able to say yeah. i was able to watch tom brady, tom, tom brady. let's, let's stop watch- talking about the kids smooch eric what are you doing <laughs> hey, all, focus on drew Brees. drew Brees. this is about drew Brees. the reason i have drew Brees is i mean fifth he probably he's probably lower on a lot of people's uh list like he's definitely a top 10 qb he's probably lower though because a lot of older people watch other yeah. qbs and and put him lower um but you know drew Brees. when i was watching him with the saints you know I mean, division titles on division titles. Um, I think fans were a little, you know, when they lost, we a lot of Saints fans went on their Instagrams and said they he sold and all that. And I yeah. think they were really mad because he was only able to win that one Super Bowl, same as the likes as Aaron Rodgers. 
and and stuff like that. Um, but man, what a player Drew Brees is or was uh, at the QB position. Mm-hmm. Eric, you, do you have him in your? I, I, I have a top five. You have a top five. Um, I have the exact same top three. Okay. And at four, I have either Brett Favre or Dan Marino. I'm not sure yet because I think yeah. Brett Favre, like. He, he he has a super. I think. He has yeah, a just quick question, Eric. What team did Dan Marino play for in his career? Miami. Oh, okay. He's listening. You're listening. Look at you. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Uh, you probably <laughs> never watched a highlight of Dan Marino. You Ace probably Ventura. know Ace Ventura. Ace, Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> but Brett Favre, yeah, MVP five no, years but, straight. No, I did my research. Um, I looked at the numbers. Obviously, I don't act like you watched his highlights. So don't act. Don't come on here. And say, I'm sorry, I'm a professional, Eric. I no, do my, I, I do my no, scouting. You you're you're gonna tell highlights. me I didn't watch Dan yeah, Marino's obviously, highlights? Obviously, I've seen Dan Marino like throw a ball in like a clip, but I haven't been like, oh my god, Dan Marino had top ten plays. Man, <laughs> you're gonna dish on me because I come prepared to the show, please. No, okay, but I know Dan Marino. I've seen the numbers. I've seen people talk about him. And Brett Favre as well. Well, um, Brett Favre won five. It was Brett Favre that won five uh, MVPs in a row. I'm pretty sure. And I mean that yeah, that's a, not even Tom Brady has done that. So exactly. um uh but I like Aaron Rodgers better than Brett Favre and the way well, Brett the way that ended in Green Bay, I don't know. It's something about Green Bay and their their their, their quarterbacks. Their they they, they, they love, win MVPs, but they, they only have like one championship. Yeah. Tough. So, the big MVP guys just no championships yeah, in Green so Bay. So at five sticks, I have Drew Brees, so I'm really not sure what it yeah. means. Uh his accuracy, his consistency mm-hmm. in the playoffs. He doesn't really show up in the last couple of years. Maybe and it's basically the chan- the lack of championships that probably puts him sure, lower yeah. on a lot of lists, mm-hmm. probably. But for us, based off you know our age and how long we watch football, he's got to be in our top five. Has to be. For sure. But uh, if, yeah. if he had like three championships, he'd definitely be in the top oh. three. Oh, yeah. I mean, because this guy dominated the passing yard game in the NFL during his time. I mean... Like I said, the, like listen to these numbers: five thousand yards. He's eclipsed five times in his career. You know how hard that is for well, a QB. There's only like twelve players that have yeah. ever, twelve seasons that have ever had. Ever yeah, had that. and, he and he's consistently been throwing four thousand yards um, a season. And the last time, well, I mean this season, like I said, he didn't do it. And the last time he did that was two thousand five when he was a Charger. So really, you don't really count that. You really got to count his years as a Saint. Wow. Um, but Drew Brees. First Battle Hall of Famer. It's interesting if he's going to be in a you know Fox News panel or something, you know, like hey, a Tony Romo. Tony Romo, yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see and get his ins- and get his view on the game. Maybe you know he's predicting plays like Tony Romo. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun to see what he does next in his career. Um, and we know so. Jameis J- Winston and Taysom Hill are excited. Yeah, Jameis went like for those fans who saw on our Instagram, Jameis yeah. Winston doing the hits, he's getting ready. <laughs> um, Taysom Hill got signed to a contract, some something about voidable money. He's not actually getting paid thirty five million dollars a year. People, don't worry about that. Um, so, just gonna be now. It's gonna be interesting. Do the Russell Wilson sweepstakes start heating up in uh, in New, uh, New Orleans? They've already been heating up, but now do they really start heating up? Because I don't think James, fans will like if Jameis Winston takes the helm yeah, for, for sure. a full season because he's been out of it for a year. But he's also been learning the offense. So and it's going to be interesting Russell, to see. Even Russell Wilson, if he wins a couple of championships, he might be in that top 10. Yeah, but he's uh, not He's not close to retiring yet. So we'll, we'll wait on Russell Wilson's career. Um, and I just want to shout out Big Ben before we're done with this segment. Big Ben. Top 15 quarterback. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Well, have fun with Juju not coming back. So yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, thank you for watching or maybe listening. If you're listening on Spotify to the Shibin Zhang Show, episode 11. Uh, it's been a, a great episode, we think. And um, we'll just have to see you guys next week. Potentially, maybe a big episode. We don't know. Something's in the works. I don't know. You'll just have to see. But we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace out.